Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Seven Seas. This is Zoe, Otelia, Megan, Ellie. And this week we're going to be talking about Halloween. Spoopy season. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said spoopy, not spoopy. <laughs> I did say spoopy. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's intimate slang, guys. Is it? It is intimate oh, slang. okay. Well then. So, to get us started, we're going to just talk about how we've celebrated Halloween in the past and what it means in our various countries. So, who wants to get us started? I think you should get us started, actually. Zoe is the American, and as we all know, Halloween is big in America. Yes, it, it really is. It's such a thing, and when I was little, I loved it. And my school threw the best Halloween parties, and we would go apple bobbing. We would have, Ellie was talking about it, where you have the marshmallows or donuts on strings, and you have to kind of stick your head up and try to get them. Yeah, without using your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Just lots of fun biting into foods and like <laughs> making that is a weird thing to say <laughs> going trick-or-treating going trick-or-treating yes and how just old all the were costumes. you when you stopped trick-or-treating who said Never? she stopped <laughs> oh, you might be still <laughs> doing it yes are we gonna no, do it this I mean, year as probably well? like when you're i left nicaragua when i was nine and it wasn't def- it wasn't that much of a thing in nicaragua mm-hmm. They kind of tried to make it a thing, but you couldn't just go around houses in the neighborhood like you do in the U.S. So I guess that's when I stopped. And when I went back, I was like 15 to the U.S. And I don't think I went trick-or-treating. I, yeah, I was about to say that you probably did not Yeah, go. I was too cool for that. <laughs> did you but. guys celebrate Halloween in any way? Well, I celebrated it sometimes kind of half-heartedly. Usually carved a Ellie. pumpkin. Well, I feel the whole of Britain just I did carve pumpkins, though. When you I like, I did. You like, did. when I was 16, 15, back in the States, yeah. we carved pumpkins. Well, we'd, like, carve pumpkins. Some years I went trick-or-treating, maybe a couple times, or maybe I went, like, twice. One year I had this, like, cute devil costume. I don't think I dressed up every year. I We just did what, like, okay. it was kind of half-hearted. And then when we got to, like, being teenagers, it was an excuse to, like dress up and have a party but it wasn't Mm. i don't think as big a deal as here like i've heard that at the claremont colleges you're meant to have more than one outfit for different parties parties, (laughs) which feels like a lot of it just feels exhausting (laughs) to me and expensive yes not even exhausting it's literally just gonna be really expensive especially if you're spending 22 dollars on a wig to be (laughs) tedious i just wanted to look out for daenerys lookalike when you're around Claremont this weekend. <laughs> so that will be me. But actually, in <laughs> Finland, we don't really celebrate Chris... Oh, uh, not Christmas. That's a different holiday. <laughs> Halloween. Um, but we, like the trick-or-treating tradition, we actually do it during Easter. It's a Palm Sunday, what it's called. And we go around the neighborhood and we in witch costumes and we bless the households. And we have these branches of a bush called Pussy Willow. <laughs> and we decorate them with feathers and colorful things. And then we have this spell that we tell the neighbors and then they give us candy. And also, I asked my Finnish friend here and he did it also. But I think that we have evidence. We have evidence. <laughs> and actually, people do it. It's just not like some it's random thing that maybe Ophelia's family. family does it. <laughs> but no, it's it's a Finnish. I don't think the kids do it anymore that much because it's a bit, you know, awkward to be like, you know, handing out pussy willows. <laughs> or it's just going around in witch costumes. <laughs> so I don't think my brother ever did it. Yeah, in France, it's not 
really big, which is a shame. Um, when my brothers and I were kids, my parents really tried to make it a thing in our like neighborhood, the two, three streets next to it. They were really like pressuring the other neighbors to like, get the kids to do it and stuff. <laughs> so we all kind of dressed up and went trick-or-treating a few times. Um, but then growing up kind of died out. Um, and then my dad invented this family tradition, which he forced us to do every year. Like my brothers and I were all banned from going out that evening and we would have like a family dinner and he would read these kind of like old French horror stories for about four oh, hours. Oh my God eating a disgusting pumpkin pie, which he had tried to make. And it's always disgusting year after year. And yeah, it's that not even sweet. pumpkin pie, because that would be the American equivalent. It's just tarte à la citrouille, which is not oh, sweet. It's, not. it's fully it's, just pumpkin. Yeah. And it's uh, just not nice. That's yeah. why we tried to make pumpkin pie one year, because I was obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas, and I wanted to make a pumpkin pie for some reason. But we it tasted like rougette, well, which is... Zucchini in Ew, for American yeah. and it's it was bad. I and also pumpkin spice latte at home from actual pumpkin tasted like gougette latte. <laughs> so also we don't celebrate that. We dry like I dry, but I made delicious pumpkin pies. I don't know what you guys are doing wrong. I love pumpkin pies. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Like you I was have also the helped out by my friend pumpkin. who's like a chef, but yeah. <laughs> to illustrate like Britain doing trick or treating kind of half heartedly. Like every year, my mum buys loads of sweets for all the children she thinks is going to knock at the door. <laughs> and and well, last year, our next door neighbours' kids did, and that was it. <laughs> and someone told us it's because we didn't put a pumpkin outside our house, and apparently that's a signal that you're allowed to go knock mm. on that door. Uh. Maybe it's because we're like on a street with a lot of shops, I don't know, but she always gets upset. And then she remembers that she's got all these sweets that she had that <laughs> no one's taken and then yeah. she can eat them herself and then yeah. she's less upset but um seems fair my dad's problem is he always bought really lame sweets like the really cheap disgusting ones and then if kids ever like a few of them did came around <laughs> he would be like we have loads come take them they're like um i don't really like those that's fine <laughs> they would literally leave without taking any he'd be really upset and like rage against them being like they've been educated poorly can what I is this ask is it the celebration pack that has like yes it's that yes. one with the chocolate like mars bars yes bounds, no 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 not, we're not even talking mars bars we're talking oh, about we're kind talking of like paper really wrapped Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah those like ones. plastic tasting yeah, yeah. Oh, things yeah, yeah. yeah i know that that's the yeah. so we the, ate them every year <laughs> what we had in school when the teachers tried to have a halloween party <laughs> flashbacks to that one wonder woman costume i had i had to wear like tights and a winter jacket i never took it off i was there in my winter jacket closed off and i just partied and i had this whole costume underneath it but i couldn't <laughs> show it to anyone so i just had this homemade Pandana that was made of cardboard or something, and I was like, "Well, I'm a Wonder Woman. Can't you tell that?" <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, you it was a good costume. Some cool, some cool moves, though. You just like, here I am. You but know, I was like also when Superman. Like, yeah, I know, I know. But I was 16, and I was not cool enough to do that. And I was kind of like, you know, that's. Mm. Are you cool enough nowadays, Julia? Well, Same we shall question. see next week. <laughs> um. So I had a little look at the history of Halloween. Does anyone know um, where it originated? Ireland. Well, I would also say Finland because we have our own Celtic countries. Yes, Megan is right. Celtic countries, including Ireland. Um, so it was like a... Scotland. And Scotland. There's quite a few Celtic countries. Wales. We can Sorry. list them all if we like. <laughs> Just tell me why we're all doing shout outs where we live. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So Halloween originated in Celtic countries um, with a festival pronounced Sowen. That you spell like Sam Hain, but I have found out, luckily in time for recording, it's pronounced Sowen. 
Um, and it was like a pagan festival and it was like midway between the summer and winter solstices. It's in the middle. So it's like the end of the summer and the end of the harvest and like the beginning of the winter. Um, and they believe that like at this time, the barriers between our world and the spirit world would like break down. So there'd be like a bit more interaction and fluidity between them. Um, and like in the Middle Ages, so a bit later on, this thing like started happening called like Dumb Supper where like the night of Halloween, people would like leave open like doors and windows and leave out food for like the spirits of like ancestors to come and like get the food. So, um, and also there was this tradition of dressing up and lighting bonfires to like scare off the fairies that would kidnap you, like the fairies and the spirits. So that's like where Halloween comes from. Um, and I would like to contrast that to Day of the Dead, which is commonly... Yeah seen as like the mexican halloween which it's not it's come it has kind of like the same belief in that it is a couple it's a couple of days it's not just october 31st it's in october 31st to november 2nd and in contrast to halloween where it's kind of like the survival after death and kind of like scaring these bad spirits away it's remembering friends and family who have passed away so, yeah, Day of the Dead kind of focuses on celebration of those who have passed away. And even though they're mourning, it's not a sad time. They really enjoy it. There's a bunch of candy. I'm sure you've all seen the sugar skulls that they put out. And if you've seen the movie Coco, then you know all about the remembrances and putting the pictures around. Mm-hmm. That's also been around various college campuses on the five C's yep. in the dining halls. That's really interesting, actually, how, like, there's, between different cultures, a really similar kind of... I wonder if it comes, like, from a need to kind of believe that there's, like, some kind of flexibility. In the spiritual realm. Exactly, yeah. It's really interesting. But, um, yeah, and then they also had festivals, a festival that was really similar in the Roman culture, um, and it was called, I'm going to butcher how you say this, like, Feralia. I think no ancient Roman's going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> But who knows? As long as my classics professor isn't listening. <laughs> um, and that, like, commemorated the Day of the Dead. Um, no, sorry. It commemorated the passing of the dead, much like the Mexican Day of the Dead. Um, and that was incorporated into Halloween after the Romans kind of, like, conquered Celtic countries. And they also um, incorporated into Halloween another festival honouring the goddess Pomona, which might Ooh. be relevant to five C's listeners. Um, and Pomona is the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. Look at that. I know. And that's and, where apple popping comes from, right? Yeah, it's where apple bobbing comes from oh. at Halloween. So, like, they, like, put it into that, and it's a celebration of apples. Apple is the symbol of the goddess Pomona. Interesting. And they do always have apples in the Pomona dining halls. <laughs> do you think that's As valid? opposed to all the other dining halls, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but Pomona's quite a fruity tree place, I feel. No? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I have no opinion on the statement. You are not wrong, yeah. But it's really interesting how all these different, like, cultures, it kind of, like, amalgamates and they all, like, meld together. Because what happened next was um, in the 9th century, the Pope at that time, he was trying to, like, get rid of pagan um, festivals and pagan traditions. And this is the same reason that Christmas was moved to 25th of December. So Christmas was moved to 25th of December to um, get rid of the pagan festival on the 21st of the winter solstice to kind of replace it so mm-hmm. people would have something to celebrate but they wanted to make it Christian and in the same kind of vein All Saints Day was moved from May to the 1st of November i.e. the day after Halloween to stop the pagan festival being um, celebrated and that's where we get the name Halloween because All Saints Day 
was the next day. So Halloween was the day before All Saints Day. It was All Hallows Eve, which became Halloween. And then, yeah, they became pop really popular in America um, after Irish immigrants took it there in the 19th century. So it was the Irish that brought it to yeah, America. Yeah, so the Irish brought it to America. And yeah. a lot like St. Patrick's Day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I won't yeah. quote that, but... Um, but actually, interestingly, I also found out that trick-or-treating was an ancient practice, but it kind of died out until the 20s, um, where it was revived in America. The 1920s? The 1920s. So at this point, I got to mention the Finnish festival that aligns with Halloween called Kekri. Um, K-E-K-R-I. And um, it is to celebrate the harvest season's ending, you know, at the same time as you know, Halloween stop, you know. So when was that called? Anyway, so people dress up as goats. It's the kekripukki, kekri goat. And these are usually young men that go around the houses and they ask for drinks. Oh, alcohol. I like this version of Halloween. Alcohol. I like this version of Halloween. Uh, people don't really do it anymore, but this is like a tradition. But if, <laughs> it goes even crazier. Um, if they don't get the drinks that they want, they will th threaten to destroy the houses. Do they ram into them with no, their not the house, No, <laughs> they, they do, but they th threaten to destroy the oven of the house. <laughs> the oven? So the oven, yes. It's very specific. Why? Because you would cook the goat in the oven? Uh, no, it's just like you, because it's the end of the harvest season and that's when you need to start gathering all the food you can. But if you don't have an Making oven, you can't cook anything. Pies. If I well, turn potatoes up in Finland. Yeah. In Finland... Um, next year a goat. on the 1st of October dressed as a goat and knock on the door and say give me vodka now <laughs> or I will destroy your oven like on if a scale get, of 1 it, to it, 10 how likely is it that I will get my vodka if you go to eastern yeah, not Europe, Eastern Finland, then you will probably get it because they still do it. These if days, we so, show up on Otilia's doorstep. I don't live in the Eastern Europe, I live in West, Southwest Europe. The Eastern Europe. <laughs> Eastern Europe. <laughs> you won't give us vodka if we show up at your doorstep. Just that's as a so goat. rude. We've I mean, I would way. probably do it. I would probably do it. But the thing is, also uh, with the Day of the Dead and so when that you offer a meal to the dead in Finland, you go to the sauna, you pre prepare the sauna for the dead. <laughs> Priorities. What does the dead need? Definitely not food. They because need a nice in, sauna. In old, old Finnish tradition, sauna was seen as a place where the living world and the dead world meet. Oh. So they would actually like, you know, the steam, which is called lolu. That would that would be the spirits that would come from the dead That's world. That's and so especially when you consider the fact that you go into a sauna naked. Exa yeah, exactly. But then, when the have, like, meanwhile the spirits are in the sauna, the family prepares a feast for the spirits. And while the spirits are eating, the family goes to the sauna, and the spirits feast on the food. And then it's the family's turn to eat. Oh. So that's so nice. It's a really nice. I think it's I like really that. nice tradition. Yeah. Besides, maybe the goat. So I haven't got my costume sorted out for Halloween. Can I dress up as a goat? I think you can. I, I encourage that. As a Finn, I say that you should be dressing up as a coat. Well, it's interesting because this doesn't really apply to this particular scenario, but what's appropriate to dress up as or not appropriate to dress up as is kind of a hot topic at the moment. It really is because, uh, you know. Fun fact, um, Ellie and myself, poor citizens of the UK, mm. we're planning on doing a Brexit costume we for were. the 31st of October, which is both the date of Halloween and which was supposed to be the date where the UK would officially leave the EU. But you can always trust the Brexit process for being endless and uncertain. Endless and ruining your costume. And ruining, ruining my, my costume. costume. Yeah. I mean, I'm very grateful that we're not crashing out and about to run out of like insulin and cheese in um, mm -hmm. toilet paper. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. and toilet paper. But at the and same it wasn't time, wasn't dog food or, or no vet products. It was vet products. But yeah. at the same time. Me yeah. and Megan really had a good idea planned. Yeah. We were gonna one was gonna be the EU, one was yeah. gonna be Britain. We were gonna ignore each other and like yeah. fight all night. But actually be like tied to each other to prove the fact that you can't actually separate. The it UK was gonna be like really, really deep. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for winning. But that, boys. Brexit's been postponed again. Mm-hmm. Which my in my theory, I'm gonna be like seventy six years old. The year's gonna be twenty seventy five and we're gonna turn on the news. Brexit has been postponed. <laughs> <laughs> For another three months. This is the 374th annual postponement. <laughs> oh, it's going to be an annual oh postponement. They won't do it three times a year anymore. Yeah. Sorry, not annual, quarterly. 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 Yeah, Let's be precise, guys. <laughs> I might make it home <laughs> as but part of the Maybe EU. by the time I'm 77, I can finally go to Halloween dressed as the ghost <laughs> of Britain's love for the EU. Yeah, I mean, or you could also... In me, everyone. What about like people dressing up as like mentally ill patients? Because that also does mm. encourage people. Well, not violence per se, but like straight, like, jackets, straight and jackets and stuff yeah. like it that. Can you encourage know? violence against people who have these mental mm-hmm. illnesses. Yeah, and it's also I wouldn't say it's appropriating them, but like in a way it does yeah. make fun of them. Well, it's definitely the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. It definitely reinforces the idea that one, they're crazy in that sense yeah. instead of like mentally ill mm-hmm. which is completely different it and is. also that they're part of a joke because they're they are a topic for a costume so it's not something to be treated seriously you can just yeah and i have seen like little children like dressed in these straight jacket costumes with like kind of like um circles like under their eyes and like their hair kind of in crazy buns and like all frizzed up and stuff yeah and at the time, I wouldn't necessarily have thought that that's kind of, I wouldn't have thought of it as an issue. But actually, if you like take a step back and you kind of look at it, you can see this is yeah. a little thing in itself. It's meant harmlessly, but put together, it's part of like a bigger picture of kinda, mm-hmm. like equating mental yeah. illness with being like crazy or dangerous. Or something that's mental illness and not taken seriously because yeah. it's something that should be taken. It's not yeah. like you have a broken leg. But it's just something you can't see, and that's you know, it's oh, you have crazy hair, or you mm-hmm. have bags under your eyes, and that's your mental illness. So also, I, think... I have bags under my eyes every day. That's just sad. <laughs> well, I, could dress I think myself. most of <laughs> most of us yeah. could probably dress up as as tired College uni students. students. <laughs> exactly. What's difficult about uh, people dressing up for Halloween as mentally ill patients is that a lot of films, horror movies so far, or fil- films centered on Halloween. Um, in pop culture have featured a lot of villains who are crazy or have run out of run away from a mentally ill institute or something so it gets to the point if you're trying to dress up as someone you that you love from a Joker? film something like that yeah if you're but trying to dress up as someone Joker. yeah it's, it's like the heart of like gothic literature from like victorian times has those yeah. kind of tropes in like it's it's like a Something that's repeated again and again in our culture. Yeah, and so if you want to dress up as that because you love the film or you love the the play or the... Yeah, then it becomes complicated mm-hmm. because are you trying to degrade or not? Or is it just a character also? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ellie, you were talking about um, kids dressing up in specific yeah. ways. Um, and I think it's really interesting to think about what costumes are going to mean for kids and what costumes are marketed towards children. So, for instance, in Australia um, this week, there were reports that a Kmart shop pulled a bride costume for little girls off the store because there was a lot of protests about the fact that you're saying that this costume is fine for little girls and basically inciting them to think of 
marriage at a very young age. Um, And I thought it was a really good thing that they did pull it off because some commentators that I listened to were saying, oh, this is nothing. It's one day a year. How is this going to push them to think about marriage at a young age or stuff? But I just think the question is you would never put a costume of a groom yeah. for a little boy. Yeah, I was yeah. about to ask happen. that. Would they so, have like a groom course, costume yeah, for not. the guys? No. Obviously they wouldn't. Well, so, actually, yeah. I dressed up as a dead bride last year. But well you're... done, Ellie. <laughs> Ellie, you're an adult. I think yeah, you can start yeah. thinking about yeah, marriage. Were you inspired by Mean Girls? No. You were I don't know. You're unforgivable. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I dressed up as it. I, I don't know why I thought a bride was something I want to dress up as. It was a dead bride, so maybe I'm kind of killing the, the patriarchy or something. Let's say so. that. Let's, yeah. let's retroactively say that. I think that was also what Lindsay Lohan was trying to do. Definitely. Yeah. But it's interesting, An though, because wife. you take something that you think is like really kind of inconsequential. Yeah, and innocent. But if you add it up, it becomes... So, for instance... Like cultural appropriation, I remember when I was little, I had like a kind of Native American like outfit and like Dreamcatcher and stuff. I don't think I wore it for Halloween, but I love dressing up in it and I really enjoyed it. But looking back, did that kind of, in my mind, create this kind of picture of Native Americans as this kind of other that was really like exotic yeah, something and that you could fun, dress up as. but like almost just completely removed and different. It yeah, probably yeah. did. Yeah. So you kind of take these little things, but they add up, and they they're not like they're not accidental. They mm-hmm. all are like come from this culture that says certain things about certain people and add to it as well. Yeah, and I think we've all read enough examples of Halloween costumes in news that just in tr- just once everyone sees it, you obviously see that it was a really stupid idea. Yeah. But one individual on their own is going to think it's fine. Yeah. Which is problematic. Okay, and now. To end this week's episode, we're going to do a bit of Halloween trivia hosted by yours truly. So, guys, get ready. It's going to be, be so bad. Multiple choice questions. I'm so excited. I love games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Such a childish thing to say. <laughs> so, which of the following is not a term for a scarecrow? Doodle sack, galley bagger, mockin', or wabak? Could you repeat those options? <laughs> Doodle sack, galley bagger, mockin, or blabak. I may be pronouncing these slightly wrong, to be fair, but blabak. <laughs> Where are the terms from? Oh, surprise! Is one false? One of them is false. One of them does not okay. mean scarecrow. All the other three do. What was there one that was like mockin? Mockin. That's boring. I don't want to believe that's true. I want to believe. I don't want. I want to believe the others are true. I want to believe the world's an exciting place. I was just about to say that Plabuck was. I want. I want it to be real. Yeah, me too. Okay, I'm really into so the Plabuck. What is your final answer? I'm gonna mocking. go mocking. 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 No. no. So there are a wide range of alternative names for scarecrows, including Hodmadod, Mermit, Hayman, Gallybagger, Toddy Bagal, Mommet, <laughs> Mockin, and Blabuck. Doodle sack is an old English word for bagpipe. Ah, oh. doodle sack. Doodle sack is not that. a scarecrow. Tia, when you go back to Scotland, because I presume that like bagpipes come up all the time. In well, there's a, someone always playing them on the streets. So yeah. please start referring to them as doodle sacks. I will. I will. I <laughs> Thank you. Will. Okay. Lapak. What ghost did British Prime Minister Winston Churchill reportedly see in the White House? Abraham Lincoln. Willie Lincoln. George Washington or Andrew Jackson? It is George Washington. Washington? Uh, Washington. How dare you? Washington. Is that your final answer? 
This could get you in jail, Winston Tina. Churchill is so someone that would pretend to see, like, an old oh, president. That's so him. The thing is, that's that's so Winston. It's so Winston. <laughs> National Winston. hero, but, like, full of bluster. You know? <laughs> I'm sure I've heard this story, so and I'm, like, it's... It, was it Abraham Lincoln? I feel like it was Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, same. Okay, I, I do change my yeah. answer. I think Churchill would want to see Abraham Lincoln. He yeah, sounds yeah, 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 the definitely. And you guys are correct. Boom! So, <laughs> a well-known ghost story was reported by Churchill, who was a guest at the White House. After a long bath and naked, except for a cigar, he walked into the <laughs> adjoining bedroom. See, so Churchill. That's the way was Abraham again. Lincoln Such a at the fireplace. Move. Churchill said, good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. He reported that Lincoln smiled softly and then disappeared. Good old Winston. Wonder if Winston Bit was weird that Lincoln anything. was just waiting for him at well, the end of his There bath. was a cigar. I mean... Bit of a stalker move, but okay. Winston Churchill used to do a lot of work from the bath, actually. I learned this in my history A-level. And he would, like, call in his secretary, like, through the door to be, like, sit outside the door and, like, dictate stuff oh as he was in the bath. Reportedly. And that's how the UK won the war. <laughs> <laughs> National greatness. Is it a myth? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moving on. How many pounds of candy did the average American consume in 2002? Oh, God. This is going to be 24 pounds, 48 pounds, 12 pounds, or 6 pounds? So 6 pounds is like the weight of a baby, right? Yeah. Because I don't really work in pounds. It must be more. How many babies? It's half of it. Yeah, half a kilo, basically. So how many babies were... Did Americans consume of candy? If six pounds is a baby. Yeah, How go. many babies do Americans eat? <laughs> it's basically what you're asking. <laughs> no. It must be more than one baby, to be honest. Yeah. I baby. reckon Come 12. Could do 12 that in a day. Option? That's 12, like a really big 6, baby. 6, 12, 24, or 48? I say 24 just because they must eat like a lot of candy. Is that your final That's answer? A lot so 12, of candy. 24. Like How 12 many babies kilos. is 24? 12 kilos. Between about. two and three. Well, it depends what size baby. Yeah, but I, I two really t- big babies or three small babies. I think they could eat that many babies. I'm going with you, 24. And you guys are correct. Boom! The See? average American consumed 24 pounds of candy in 2002. It is believed that the largest portion is consumed by kids on and during the days immediately followed by Halloween. So I mean, <laughs> I've seen like really big bags with kids. Like they have like like yeah. huge bags of like candy when they come from trick or treating, and um, I can imagine that. So I, these last two are my favorite. In what country did girls believe they could see images of their future husband if they hung wet sheets in front of the fire on Halloween? <laughs> Peru, Germany, Mongolia, or Scotland? I don't know, but it, I kind of feel like this is a Scotland thing. I was about to say. I don't know why. I have a, a vibe. Thing. Yeah, because I know that there's really random husband beliefs in the northern countries. So I'd also say Scotland. What are the other options again? Peru, Germany, and Mongolia. It does sound like. I think Scottish people could conceivably do that. Yeah. I also feel like it's a northern thing, so I'm not feeling Peru too much. Yeah, and you guys are cold. correct. So, yeah, basically in Scotland, they. Hung wet sheets in front of fires, we try hoping it, to see their future husband. We could make a fire in one of the pits of bins, hang out. <laughs> I'll I'll volunteer one of my sheets. We'll like hold it in front of it, and see if one of the BTS members like reveals themselves <laughs> as a tedious future husband. Or all of them. Yeah. Or all of them. Wait, in the um, possibility that we divorce, do they show all future husbands in once? <laughs> I think they. Probably or do you have to do. go through them to see the next one? I you think need multiple sheets. I think. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, good target then. Okay. <laughs> Do you not have sheets? We can just use everyone's sheets, so we don't are need to buy anything. I don't have white sheets. Come on, we're environmentally friendly. But yours are white. Excuse me, we're burning sheets. Yeah, of course we're environmentally They're not burning. friendly. They're just You're holding it in front. front. Oh, you actually, you could do, you could wash your sheets first and use this as a like really effective <laughs> means of drying them. It's yeah, cheaper than the, the one of the dryers. Plus, you get a husband out of it. I like this one. <laughs> okay. Or seven. <laughs> or seven. Okay. So. In theme with our podcast, what Halloween radio drama caused a mass panic on October 30th, 1938? The War of the Worlds, The Telltale Heart, The Fall of the House of Usher, or Dracula? Well, the the War of the Worlds did, I don't know if it was on Halloween, but it did cause like a panic. Yeah. It was aliens invading and people Mm -hmm. thought that it was real and like one guy had a heart attack and died. You're a genius, Ellie. That is correct. Look at her. I did not know that was on Halloween, you though. educated yeah. young woman. <laughs> I think I had it on Radio 4. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, it was a Halloween episode of the Mercury Theatre on the Air, directed and narrated by Orson Welles. And it was adapted from H.G. Wells' famous novel about an alien invasion. And it was broadcast as if it were a real news program. And so people heard it and believed it. And it caused a mass panic. It's like the mass panic is kind of skeptical because apparently the program had relatively few listeners. Should we try and engineer a mass panic? I think we should. That's going to be our next episode. The aliens are coming. 2012 is happening. (laughs) 2012? Do you remember my calendar? Yes, but it's, it's... 2012 was like the, the already world. gone by. We need a new year. Are you sure it has gone by? Has the world has because then when it has failed, life felt there were real? debates of like, no guys, you just don't know what 2012 is. It hasn't happened. That yet. is true. Ooh. But also, it might have happened, but we just live in the post-apocalypse world, oh and we just don't know. Tune in next week to find out if we're really real. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. That was fun.